You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday, and it's another solo show for me because I had to jump in the lab, my home lab, after the Boston Celtics-Miami Heat game five in Miami after it was over. After I sat and had to watch it and see what was going on because this series was tied at two games apiece. And you didn't know how this game was going to go because going into this series i'm like boston they're tough they play tough defense they're physical they got some grown men on their team the miami the miami heat they're tough they're physical they got some grown men on their team man it's gonna be a heavyweight matchup they're gonna be banging it's gonna be like scar versus uh mufasa or mufasa versus mufasa but it, that ain't how it's been these games really been blowouts they hadn't really been close but game five i'm like okay miami the number one seed in the east they at the crib Hmm, they got a chance to go up three games too, because I know they don't want to go down three games two and lose a home game, then go back to Boston with Boston with a with a chance to close it out. If my if the Miami Heat can't get a win in Game Five, and I was actually prepared to say some nice things and to talk positively about the Miami Heat, because Isaac called me out and said I don't really never say anything positive about the Miami Heat. Every time they win, every time they do something good, he says I give the floor to him, and he has a point. I do because I just I, I I just give him an opportunity to bask in the spotlight, to bask in all their goodness when the Miami Heat do something well. But nah, I don't really have anything good to say because Boston took care of business, ninety three to eighty. Now they lead the series three games to two with a chance to close it out at the crib back in Boston, with the chance to move on to the NBA Finals for them for the first time since two thousand ten. And they did it by playing great defense, by being aggressive, by making the Miami Heat shoot horribly from the field. And the Miami Heat shot horribly from the field. Now, I have to admit, Miami Heat banged up. Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year, who gives buckets when he comes off the bench, even though he hasn't played well this postseason. He set out once again. He wasn't available. Starting point guard Kyle Lowry, he's been dealing with that hamstring, so he's out there toughing it out, but he was not a factor at all. Jimmy Butler, their superstar, their best player, their leader, emotionally and offensively, he had a horrible game, but he's been dealing with some knee soreness. So even though you're the number one seed in the East, and you playing at the crib. It wasn't enough because when you're playing against the Boston Celtics who are relatively healthy, that's hard as hell to beat them because Boston is a good team. And we saw that once again in game five. Because Boston, their best two best players, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Stepped up when they needed to step up. Jason Tatum and 
Jason and Jalen didn't play too well in the first, first half. They didn't put up too many points. Because at halftime, the Miami Heat actually had to lead 42 to 37. They were up five. But something happened in the locker room at halftime. Something was said. Because Boston came out in the third quarter. And they was like, you know what? Let's go and get big Boston on them. Almost like Spades. They ran a Boston. They ran a Boston on the Miami Heat. Miami Heat couldn't hit a shot in the third quarter. Boston Celtics, damn, they couldn't miss a shot in the third quarter. Boston outscored the Heat 32 to 16 in the third. While Boston was outscoring the Miami Heat 32 to 16 in the third, the Heat shot just 17% in the third quarter from the field. Couldn't hit a damn shot. Could not hit a shot. And their best players, the Miami Heat's best players, for whatever reason, well, we know. They they not making excuses, but I give them a Jimmy Butler is not 100%. It's obvious. He doesn't have any lift on his shot. He's not really being aggressive, looking for a shot offensively. And you can tell Jimmy Butler is not Jimmy Butler because in the third quarter, he shot back-to-back air balls. Now, you can blame it on the injuries, or you can blame it on him being tired. Because these NBA playoff games, they've been shooting them joints out damn near every other day they have to play. And that's a lot of basketball. But while Miami was struggling in the third quarter, Boston, as I said, was running to Boston. They really ran to Boston to open the fourth quarter, but they were running to Boston. If you've if, if you never played spades before, running to Boston is getting 10, 10 books. Getting two, 10 books. And they put it away. They put it away. Because while they were struggling, the Celtics' top two players, Jason and Jalen, who didn't really play too well in the first half. I think Jason Tatum had four points in the first half. Jalen Brown had six points in the first half. All that changed in the second half. Because in the midst of them outscoring the Miami Heat 32-16 to 16 in the third, Jason and Jalen got it on. Jason Tatum ended up with 22 points, 12 rebounds, nine assists. One assist away from a triple-double. Four points in the first half, 18 in the second half. That's what you call playing big. That's what you call stepping up. Jalen Brown, 25 points for the game, 19 coming in the second half. That's what you call playing big. That's what you call coming up. That's what you call taking care of business. Now, Tatum didn't shoot the ball well, but he played an overall game. 22 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists. Just went 7 to 20 from the field, 2 of 8 from three-point range, but who cares? Because he hit buckets and made plays when he needed to make plays. So I don't even know why I just uh, recited his damn 7 to 20. Doesn't matter. Because they got the dub and he hit shots when they needed him to hit shots. Jalen Brown, on the other, on the other hand, even though he has, he has problems dribbling the basketball at times, I don't even know if he really knows how to dribble. No, I'm joking, Jalen Brown. I know you're not in trouble, but man, God dang, bro, what's up with your handles? That's something you got to work on, but what you don't have to work on is that jump shot. 
His 25 points come on 10 of 19 shooting from the field, five of nine from three-point range. Shoot nine three-pointers and he hit five. That's over 50%. Al Horford, once again, the old vet for Boston coming up, 16.7 rebounds for him, a very efficient five of eight from the field. Derek White coming off the bench because Marcus Smart, who's been hurt, but he played. I think Marcus Smart had five points. He really wasn't that effective offensively, but Derek White had his back. He had 14 points off the bench. And that's what they needed. That's what they needed to take down the Miami Heat, 93 to 80, because that, thir- that 32 to 16 run Boston went on in the third quarter. That came out in the fourth quarter and added even more to it. They opened the fourth quarter on a 14 to 2 run. And in that span, that same little Jalen Brown we're talking about, who stepped up huge in the second half. At one point, he hit three straight threes in two and a half minutes. Boston eventually went up 23 points. So not only did he hit the back-to-back-to-back threes in two and a half minutes, he had another play where he came down the lane and just yammed it. Bam out of Bayou thought about it, but he was like, hell no, you're not putting me on no NFT. He got right on out the way. Jalen Brown threw it down, and that it was just it that solidified it, put an exclamation point on everything. That solidified it and put an exclamation point on everything. Miami Heat fans are like, oh, oh, oh well. But Jalen Brown stepped up huge when he needed to step up huge. Boston didn't shoot the ball particularly well from three. Just 10 or 33. That's 30%. But it was a whole lot better than the Miami Heat. Miami Heat jacked up 45 threes. They only hit seven of them. That goes with the Boston Celtics having more assists than the Heat. Boston had 24 assists. Miami had 14. But in order to have assists, Casper got to be hitting shots. That don't mean they weren't sharing the basketball. That mean they was having trouble hitting shots, and they were having trouble hitting shots. Because not only did the Miami Heat suck from behind the three-point arc, just 7 of 45, 7 of 45. Damn, they missed 38 shots from three-point range. Think about that. They missed 38 three-pointers. 38 three-pointers. That's 15% from behind the three-point arc. And Miami only shot 32% from the field for the game. While Boston shot 46%. And I'm not going to take anything away from the Boston Celtics by making excuses for the Miami Heat because they came out there and they played, regardless if they banged up or not. You got to hoop, you got to play. Marcus Smart dealing with an injury. Robert Williams III, he's been dealing with an injury. Jalen Brown, he didn't die a couple of times and been resurrected, so he's been he's he's been miraculous because he hurt his shoulder in one game. I thought he was dead. He was on the floor like he was dead, but he's back. So at this point in the season, everybody a little banged up, and it comes down to: Are my superstars more healthy than your superstar? And in this case, Boston Celtics superstars are more healthy than the Miami Heat superstars, even though the Miami Heat just has one. That's Jimmy Butler, who finished with just 13 points, 4 of 18 from the field. 
those back-to-back air balls in the third quarter, and you just don't see Jimmy, Jimmy Butler do that. You don't see any really any NBA players do that, back-to-back air balls, but especially Jimmy Butler. But it's obvious he's not 100%. It's obvious that his knee is bothering him. Something is bothering him because he just doesn't have any lift in his shot. He don't have any explosive, explosiveness in his game right now. Bam out of bio, he was decent, 18 points and 10 rebounds. But his 18 and 10 really didn't, you know, really didn't mean much of anything. They didn't have much of an impact. And Max Struess, Dr. Struess, the man who was just, I mean, he was just, he was filling it up against the 76ers. I don't know what the hell is going on with Dr. Struess. I don't know if he saw that, that, that Celtics green egg and ham, or he ate Celtics green eggs and ham, but uh, Dr. Struess, he been struggling. Once again, four points, didn't hit a shot from the field. 0 for 9 from three-point, 0 for 9 from the field, 0 for 7 from three-point range. And Struess, Dr. Struess, Dr. Struess is uh, a three-point shooter. That's what he does. Not on this night. Not in this series. Nothing is happening. Nothing is going on. He's struggling. And now the Miami Heat find themselves one win away from going, going back, going to the crib for the summer. The Boston Celtics have them have uh well the Heat one loss away from staying at the crib for the summer. The Boston Celtics one win away from heading to the NBA finals for the first time since 2010. That's 12 years. And once again, shout out to Boston Celtics head coach Ime Udoka. The brother's doing an outstanding job. First-time head coach. First-time NBA coach. First year. Got this team playing like this. Got this team playing together like this. And they go into Miami and win big. In a game five, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now they can go to the crib and shut it down and close it out. And I expect them to do that. Because Miami playing the way they're playing, dealing with the injuries they're dealing with. Uh, I don't see them getting healthy in the next two days. And you can't go up against the Boston Celtics with at 70%. When they clicking at 110%. And they was clicking. They got to give it up to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Didn't play their well in the first half as, as offensively. But then the second half, when they had to step up, they stepped it up. And that's what you call being a big-time player. That's what you call being big Boston. That's what you call running a Boston. They ran a Boston. And they got their team a lead, 93 to 90. And once again, Ime Udoka gets all the credit. Salute. That brother coaching his ass off. And when you meet him and talk to him, he's a cool dude. Because I used to see him when he was an assistant with the San, San Antonio Spurs. Always humble. He, and he, he would uh, engage in conversations. He would start the conversations. Because I'd just be chilling. He would start the conversations. So a humble dude, smart dude, would deserve this opportunity. And he's showing the Boston Celtics and everybody else he deserves the opportunity. He's taking advantage of with other opportunity. And he's coaching his ass off. 
He's out coaching Eric Spolster, who, who everybody gives all kinds of credit because he has his team active on defense. He'll switch it up. He's like, hold on, Jimmy Butler ain't really trying to score. So let's, man, he ain't trying to do too much. He can't really move. So let's, let's uh, uh, put our attention towards somebody else some other way. And once again, having Al Horford out there able to spread that defense out is, is huge for Boston. Let, let, the, let them swing the ball around. Give Jason Tatum room to roam. And Jalen Brown knocking down shots. He hit one so deep. He was as on, and that dunk was as nice. And Bam wants to be a defensive guy, but he, he thought about it. He's like, hell no, bro. You are not about to NFT me. Because he was about to dunk on his ass. Bam, move right on out the way. And now Boston is one win away from moving the Miami Heat right on out the way. Once again, the Celtics win, 93 to 80. They now lead that best of seven series, three games to two with a chance to shut it down and move on to the NBA Finals at home in game six. And once again, I expect them to do just that and Miami, y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got to play better. Cause before I get up off y'all ass, I I, I got to say it again. Y'all let Boston outscore y'all thirty-two to sixteen in the third quarter. Y'all came out and missed y'all nine. Y'all first y'all missed y'all first nine shots. Like I said, y'all y'all couldn't hit. Y'all can hit. Kyle Lowry and Struess, 0 for 15. Come on now. Worst by a starting backcourt in the playoffs in the last 50 years. There's no way in the hell you're going to beat anybody with your starting backcourt going 0 for 15. That's just horrible. Because while they're struggling, hell, Boston's backup point guard, Derek White, 27 points for him in the last two games. Playing well when Marcus Smart can't be totally effective offensively. He's been playing well. So if he keeps playing like that and giving them what he's giving them, yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. So we'll see. Game six, Friday, 7.30, Memphis time. If you don't know what Memphis time is, look it up. 7.30 Memphis time on ESPN. Boston trying to get the Miami Heat the hell up out of there. Well, speaking of somebody getting people getting the hell up out of there, in 2016, the NFL told Colin Kaepernick to get the hell up out of there. Y'all remember Colin Kaepernick, the uh, former San Francisco 49ers quarterback, who in 2016 was pro protesting police brutality and killing of a uh, magically melanated so he was kneeling during the anthem nfl owners didn't like that so his ass was exiled from the nba hadn't been i mean nfl hadn't been in the nfl since despite the fact he was a very good quarterback despite the fact he threw for 12,271 yards 72 touchdowns in six seasons with the 49ers Despite the fact that with his percentages and numbers, 
people with the same percentage in the, as numbers. I think Derek Carr just signed a huge-ass deal, three years of extension, more than 100 some million dollars. But anyway, Colin Kaepernick, who hasn't been in the NFL since 2016, because of that, they didn't want him around, kneeling during the anthem and protesting. Finally got a workout. Got a workout with the Las Vegas Raiders. Got to work out with the Las Vegas Raiders. And from all accounts, I mean, I wasn't there. And they only show you so much video. So I can't say if he looked good or not. I wasn't there. In the video they show you, he just throwing the people in the flat. What I saw, uncovered guys. That's just like an NBA basketball player. I mean, he looked good out there just working out, shooting layups. No defense, anything. But the fact that the Las Vegas Raiders Gave him a workout. They didn't sign him now. But gave him a workout. And people were able to see, able to see him. And Cap, a big dude, 34 years old now. Hadn't played in six seasons. But, hey, that's six, six less years of wear and tear and stress on his body. So he worked, he worked out for the Raiders. As I said, they didn't sign him. And I can't say if he looked good or bad or whatever, because I wasn't there. But I'm glad he got that opportunity to do that. And I'm glad y'all got an opportunity to listen to the run pass option. Another one. I'm glad y'all have the opportunity to follow the run pass option and share. And I'm glad I have the opportunity to bring the run pass option to you all. Because that's going to do it for this episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. I'm out.